This is an exclusive presentation from Federated Media, Unholstered. Welcome back here to Unholstered. I hope you're having a fantastic weekend. I know I am because we are celebrating here on Unholstered. I'll tell you why in just a moment. My name is Kayla Blakesley, and I'm just one of your hosts. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia Rosales-Gatina. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and welcome back to Unholstered. Sophia, it's such an exciting time here on Holstered. And for those of you, maybe this is your first time tuning in, which shame on you because right? you've been around now <laughs> for a little over two years. We are celebrating our 100th episode of Unholstered. Ooh. Can you believe we've been we've been doing yeah. this for I think that we need, long? Like cake or champagne or I something. Know, I know, I know. Where's the special cool like <laughs> coffee mugs with their faces yeah, on them right? or something like that? I'll have to I'll have to ask the big boss and see what we can arrange. But there we go. No, we have been at Unholstered for 100 episodes now. I'd say just a little over two years. Still going strong. Topics are flowing. And you know, and flowing. I know you know this, Sophia, but I don't know if listeners know this. When we first started Unholstered, which, by the way, you agreed to this crazy idea, and I didn't even have a name for the show right. when I called you up about it. You were like, yeah, no problem. I'm in. You didn't even hesitate. But my biggest concern when we finally actually had a genuine conversation about it, I was like, I don't know, Sophia. Will we have enough topics? Will we be able to have legs for this to carry it on? And I remember we sat there. And on a yellow notepad, legal pad, I mean, we right there came up with, what, 50, 60 ideas. Just... And I think the, the headlines of today's headlines and what's going on in the world today really kind of steer us in the direction of our topics. So I think that um, that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing, too. I think that's what's so great about the show. It's real time as things are happening. I mean, we do it all the time. We'll have guest book and we unbook them because something immediately happens that we feel like we need to address. So if you've missed any previous 99 episodes of Unholstered, you can download the Unholstered podcast, because yes, we are a podcast as well. You can download that anywhere you download a podcast. And this show is truly, it's genuinely all about just sharing and telling and talking about stories and, and topics that just don't normally get discussed when it comes specifically to law enforcement. That's obviously why Sophia is here. She represents the local law enforcement side. I represent the local media side. And Sophia, today's topic is actually one of those topics being driven by the news cycle. AI-generated porn, specifically AI-generated child porn. I know that right now as we speak, a lot of our lawmakers, a lot of attorneys general, they're all working to put some laws on the books to fight this. But but I, I just kind of really wanted to dive in because we had a great guest in studio last week talking about child porn in general. We asked him to come back to, to discuss this and topic. He agreed. And he agreed. Todd, welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> For folks who were not tuned in last week, can you tell us exactly what it is that you do? So I'm a detective sergeant with the Fort Wayne Police Department. I supervise a group of detectives that are the unsung heroes uh, of protecting children and uh, keeping them safe and trying to make them whole again. So we ended last week's episode kind of opening up this brand new topic of conversation. It was a whole new rabbit hole. Oof, and I said, it? yeah, hey, let's go down this rabbit hole. Sophia, it's, I blame you. I know. I You're know. the one who Sorry. brought it up. Um, but you brought up a really good point about people sharing and posting photographs of their children online, whether that be where they go to school, where they're going on vacation. I don't know where they live. I mean, I always look at those photos and I, I know we all love a good back to school photo, right? But I'm always so amazed at people who take them with their address in plain sight. And then they have what grade, what classroom their child's in on the little chalkboard. And yeah. I take those photos, but I keep them for me, for, for my scrapbook at home, for my child. I do not post them on social media. I, 
those ones, I just, I don't know. I don't know. To each their own, I suppose. And being in the public eye, you probably are a little more cautious than the regular everyday person. I try to be. There are, and I know I'm the same way. And and two, people just accept anyone as a friend. Mm-hmm. Like I, we've talked about this before. My social media, I know every single person personally that is, I'm a friend of on Don't my social me, media. Because that is not the case for me. Yeah, but uh, but you know, and that's something everyone has to think about for themselves. But for me, I know everyone personally. My is my count super high? No. I just know a lot of people, yes, but I know I have a personal relationship with everyone. And if I think you're sketchy, you're probably not going to be my friend. <laughs> so I guess, I, you know, Todd, this is really where we wanted to bring you kind of back into the fold and back into the conversation. Is it obviously then possible, which I, clearly it is, for folks to, for predators, to take said photos of little Maria and her back to school photograph that's on social media and use that to create child porn? Yes. Yep. How does that work? I'm not uh, tech savvy, so I'm not quite sure how they do it, but they basically take that raw image and create their own image from it. Uh, and, and they take off layers to, to depict the child as being uh, nude. So, I mean, have we seen, I, I mean, I work in the news. I don't know that I've encountered a lot of news stories about this. Have you seen it happening, Sophia? Or? There are some it's relatively new for the general public. I think AI has been like in the tech sector for a while, but I don't think it's really branched out into normal everyday life. Um, but we're seeing that happen now. So um, the NECMEC, um, we talked about the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, reports that there's been a sharp uptick of reports for AI-generated images and reports of people uploading images of child sexual abuse in using AI tools that they get on the web to hopefully generate more. So So are we talking like I don't know, maybe they take take little Maria's face and couple it with another photo they have found of a, of a little girl in a bathing suit. And do you know what I mean? Like are they creating this So basically my understanding is that they that these people are capturing images on social media. Um, there was actually an arrest of a 22-year-old man in Nassau on Long Island, New York. Um, and what happened was he was taking images off of social media of, they were adult women who had posted photos of themselves in middle school. So they were middle school-aged children, age 12, 12-ish, 11, 12, 13. And he took those photographs and he put them into sexually explicit material. So he put the superimposed their face I on see. the body of other people doing things in order to create a younger version of a person doing something. So basically he was creating like a child porn using images. Now they were adult women, but it was their photo likeness of when they were in middle school. What happened to him? What, what? So he was arrested. Um, he was actually charged, sentenced to, to, I think, 10 months, but 10 years of a strict sexual predator probation. So he didn't serve a lot of time in jail, but he is on probation with strict restrictions regarding sexual predator stuff. So it's happening. This is one of the few arrests that are happening, but I think we're using laws already on the books, but we're going to get into trouble, though. Todd and I were talking off off mic about okay, well, this Well, I wasn't earlier. here for that, so talk yeah. on mic. <laughs> so uh, some of the problems that we run into uh, with cartoons, and I say cartoons because that's sort of what AI is. It's kind of in that same realm. But the Indiana statute talks about um, 
depictions or drawings of children engaging in sexual conduct or sexual behavior. And so when people think about CSAM or child pornography, which is the common term, uh, when they think about child pornography, they're thinking about another human being. But there are people out there that will actually draw uh, children engaging in sex with an adult. So that is still child pornography. The issue that arises is determining age. And so we have to prove that that person is under 18 years of age. Like even in the drawing? Correct. And so that becomes problematic for us. Yep. I'm assuming that that principle would also hold true then for an AI-generated child porn image. Like Sophia said, this is relatively new, so we're going to have to see what comes out of this. Right, there are no lo- no laws on the books right now for well, this, are there? not specifically saying AI, but uh, the U.S. Justice Department's Child Exploitation and Obscenity Section um, says that my, um, AI-generated images depicting minors engaged in sexually explicit conduct are still illegal under two U.S. laws. Okay, wait, so read it again for me. So minors engaged in sexually explicit conduct, whether it's AI-generated or not, are still illegal under two U.S. Does laws. it actually say that, whether it's AI-generated or not? No. Well, it, this is what they're refer- they're, these officials have said, that gotcha. this is how okay. they're moving. That any depiction of children... And once we start seeing this, I I think what's going to have to happen is we're going to have to involve our federal partners. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Since there are no current Indiana statutes prohibiting this. Yeah. So one of the laws makes it illegal for any person to knowingly produce, distribute, receive or possess with the intent to transfer or distribute visual representations such as drawings, cartoons or paintings that appear to depict minors engaged in sexually explicit conduct and are deemed obscene. The other law defines a child pornography as any visual depiction of sexually explicit conduct involving a minor, including computer-generated images indistinguishable from the actual minor. And that's similar to the way the Indiana statutes are written. However, it doesn't include anything about AI at this time that I'm aware of. So it sounds like, well, probably, like you just said, Sophia, we'll take those. Yeah, but I would think... Move a few words around and probably add artificial intelligence. I would think that computer-generated images would... That would fall it, under it AI because you can't produce AI without a computer. So for me, I, but I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. Can could um, you couldn't you do it on your phone? Isn't there an app? Well, that's still a, a that's still a computer. it's a digital device. Yeah. Computer yeah. device. So it, it's it's just the laws are all over the world because this is happening all over the world. So we were seeing arrests in I think Canada had a 61 year old man that was arrested for distributing AI sexually dis explicit material um the laws in australia they're really tamping down those there as well so this is not just a u.s problem this is a problem worldwide like we talked about previously and if, last show. if you remember last week when i spoke to you about the uh, national center for missing and exploited children and their subsidiary icac the internet crimes against children they actually use a form of ai a primitive form in um facial recognition for for children uh, children that are victims of child pornography. So when, um, let, let's say one of my detectives, I can speak from experience, actually. Uh, one of my cases uh, that I was investigating was a hands-on offender. So he was molesting his daughter, but he was also taking images of his daughter. And so that led me to the CVIT program, which stands for the Child Victim Identification Program, uh, with NECMEC or ICAC. 
And so what I do is I take those images that we don't know whether they were um, distributed or not, and we send those off to ICAC through the U.S. Postal Inspector, and then they add them to their software. And whenever they get an unidentified victim or one that they are unsure of, they run that through their their facial recognition software to see if that child's been been victimized. So let's say little Maria had photos taken of her, and I send in those images of Maria, and they do facial recognition on her, put her in their their software. Two years pass by, and little Maria's images pop up on their servers, and ICAC can then go back say, yeah, that's Maria. She's been identified. She lives here. She's safe. And, uh, yeah, that's how we can identify some of our victims. So, okay, and that's a form of artificial intelligence in itself? Facial recognition. Utilized in a Pro, but that's an a, that's a proactive. Well, okay, yeah. so I was just going to yeah. say that I said this There's is a flip side I have not thought about. Yes. Um, I, I I hear you know the rise of AI and I'm like oh my gosh we're going to see an increase in child porn like I I don't know why but I immediately kind of went to the negative side of it and how AI is going to increase child porn. Yeah. I didn't think of that side of it though where AI could perhaps help curb. Yes. It's just like the guns, distribution right? child porn. Guns can be used in an improper manner or they can be used in a proper yeah. manner. AI can be used in a proper manner or it can be used in an improper manner. If we get an ICAC tip and it's an unknown child and they live in our jurisdiction, I mean, it's all my unit is looking for that child. We're trying to find her to make sure she's safe. But if they are already have already been identified as safe, then that really cuts down on the resources that we have to expend. What about, because huh, we just know the way that this country works. What about, you know, as, as you're talking about maybe a federal law on the books and how we, we need to be a little bit more proactive to this instead of so reactive, because this is kind of new territory we're talking about here. Do you foresee, because I just know the way the world works, you know, oh, that's unconstitutional. My AI generated child porn, right? Where you take in a, a lookalike photo here. Well, it's not actually of Maria, you know, in a swimsuit body pic here. Could that argument potentially be made that it's protected by the Constitution? I would say anything's arguable. So I am too, but we pose a good question because people are always like, well, there's no harm. There's no, right. Uh, this isn't a real person, but you're using the likeness of someone. So think, imagine, Kayla, if that was your child, that right. someone was you're attaching using the likeness to of. an ex- sexually explicit video. Would you want, even yourself? So the first person that tells me that there's no harm here, there is harm. There's harm to that person. There's harms. How do you prove that? Do you know what I mean? In a, well, in a court of law. Think of, well, if it's my image, you don't think that's harmful to me and my standing in the community and what people visually, ex- or what they expect from me on a certain level of, you know, decency. I don't know. I'm, I, um, I, I am 100% with you. I'm just saying yeah, I'm, I'm standing just saying, in the courtroom. And, and here's the thing. And you are fueling a disgusting industry mm-hmm. that preys on children. Mm-hmm. That's harmful to me. And that's enough to keep. That, to me, it's harmful for every child on the planet. Absolutely. Because you're fueling and creating fantasies for people. And what are they going to do when they're tired of looking at images? They're going to move to real To the real people. thing. To the real thing. I, I could not agree with you more. But that is where I think why I'm so fascinated with this is how it will legally play out. Mm-hmm. Because it is so foreign, kind well, of. And I think, honestly, at this point, I think the states are going to have to do handle this. I believe our all federal government is so messed <laughs> not up. Not to get I'll political this it. time, but... 
they have got their eyes on so many balls and none of them really matter. Um, and the ones that they should be focused on, they're not. I believe and all 50 attorneys general have signed on to they have. Know, they a have. letter or whatever September it is. September 5th. Oh, okay. So yep. I suppose at least we got that going for us. Yes. And and I think they realize that they're going to have to do this on the state level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the feds can do what they want at slow pace as they want because they're arguing with amongst each other and not getting anything done. Whatever. Our state people are going to have to handle this. That's why we always talk about elections being mm-hmm. so important and voting, because who you put in office determines what passes. And we've got one coming up real fast. We do. We do. And the, these elections are important. OK, so this goes back to kind of where we started in terms of posting pictures of our kids on social media. Here's here's another scenario, because this is real. Uh, this, this, and this is a me real life example that I'm about to use here. I'm kind of embarrassed now to admit it, but... <laughs> For sake of conversation, I know I'm not the only one who's done it. Uh, my daughter is three, and this probably more like when she's about one, one and a half. She had this terrible rash breakout, practically over her whole body, including her booty. And I'd taken a picture of her whole like backside, her whole like back, neck, everything, and I sent it to my mom. And I was like, "Mom, do you know what this is? Have you ever seen this rash before?" Like it was, it was an out of an abundance of help me, you know. <laughs> but is that even a, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say I shouldn't have done that, but could that be used? So there's a <laughs> there's a Polaroid photo of me on a trike, and I think I was two, <laughs> that my mom took. You bring up a good question. Was that a crime right. to pass that along? So you have to, it's with the intent. So what was your intent? Your intent was to help, help me your, resolve this yeah, rash yeah. problem. So your intent was not to become sexually aroused mm-hmm. by this or sexually arouse the child in doing so. So, um, no, that would not be a crime. But what about, is it still possible, you mean, can though? They take that can photo? someone take that but photo? If you just now, that's, it- a different, that's a different scenario. If you send that to your mom and she sends it to somebody else and then that person distributes it, and tries to make money from it or or what have you, then yes. Like if my mom yeah. was but like, oh, I know a mom, nurse. No. Right. They yeah. can't intercept it. Okay. Yeah. Because it's a to and from. But there's yes. no way for like AI to somehow... We don't know. Well, we did. Oh, that, might be, that might be that might be something in the future. Well, we did talk about technology is always advancing. When we had Sergeant Helmsing on, when yeah. he talked about how they're scouring people's photos to search for... Um, child pornography and you you asked the same question yes. about that and yeah that might be flagged but as soon as they saw maybe the it text just below it one person yeah. or something yeah. it would be off their radar but god that's really that's really an excellent point that you just made even with just this this scenario of the rash i sent it to my mom maybe my mom's like oh i work with a nurse or i know someone who my mom's actually a nail tech i could see her being like oh betty comes in every other tuesday i do her nails she's a she's a nurse I'll send it to her. I could see what you're saying, though. It starts to trickle, which, A, I wouldn't want that to begin with, just for sake of my child. But, B, I don't know at the end of the day whose hands that photo potentially could fall into. What I would sec- uh, recommend is, like, um, when you're taking the photo of the of the rash, do it up close. Don't include your child's face. I didn't. I did not include Excellent. her face. Yeah. I do recall yeah. that because it genuinely was just, like, of her whole backside. But let me ask you this. Would either one of you go as far as saying, A, don't post your kids on social media. B, don't send photos of your kids via text. I mean, would you go that far? You hate to take away the parents uh, and and what they enjoy doing. I, I just tell people, be vigilant. Because, 
little Susie might be talking with a pedophile, and while she's talking with the pedophile, he or she is doing some research on little Susie's page and finding out who mom is, where they live, and then that pedophile is using that information to befriend Susie, and that's all that grooming that we talked about last week. Um, they're using that information to befriend Susie so that later on down the road he can manipulate mm-hmm. her into doing the things that he wants. Yeah. Uh, Susie, I know your mom, Jenny. Yeah. How do you know I see that? her in the school pickup well, line. Ch- yeah. children are naive. Oh. And they don't know. Yeah, yeah they they're know. naive. Well, they why don't would understand. they, though? No. You know? And people always think that it's the big, bad boogeyman coming out from the bushes to capture your child and take them into human trafficking, sexual trafficking. That is not the case. Most of these victims are groomed, and they're groomed from an early age. They're groomed because people are not paying attention to their children. Children just want love from someone, and like I said before in the last show, if you're not giving them attention, they will find someone that will. And the grooming is probably the number one way that kids get sexually trafficked and you know your listeners can't see me holding up this cell phone but i tell people this right here this cell phone has stolen not my cell phone but the cell phone in general yeah. has stolen the innocence of our children yeah, they absolutely. really have okay then let's let's talk about that for a second would you go as far as saying your child should not have a cell phone until x age or x point of life i think they need to bring back the flip phone absolutely uh, there's no need for a smartphone for children now. I had children that were in marching band. They were constantly gone, separated from um, mom and I, and so they needed a cell phone. We understand that. Parents um, have to get their kids, give them the ability to communicate with them, but there's nothing wrong with a flip phone. They don't need everything. And I know there's phones now. Yeah, and I know there's phones now that they're marketing, and I saw it on TV the other day, just to kids. It has no social media apps. It's just a phone. It has smartphones, so I don't know exactly what it can do or what what apps are blocked. But it's probably, and you know what? Your seven-year-old doesn't need a phone. No, 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 no. No. I mean, I didn't even give my son a phone until he was almost in high school because his maturity level just wasn't there. Two things on that. No, I was actually going to bring up those safe, this is not a paid sponsorship or anything (laughs) like that. Um gab phones so this is what my my sister-in-law has implemented with her kids it's a gab phone all it has is unlimited text and talk so yes i mean they i suppose they could still get the phone number of someone maybe you didn't want them to be texting with um but it also links to your iphone like to your cell phone so you can still monitor and your kids don't need to know about the linking part if you know what i mean you can still monitor who they're texting with and having phone conversations with to some Degree, yeah. uh, I believe there's a bark. Fo- bark, I think, is another version. It's an app. Yeah, yeah same kind of yeah. thing. Um, well, here's another thing too that you may not know is I, I my carrier is Verizon, not a paid advertisement for them, but it just happens to be what it is. I can go into my billing and I can look at my kid's phone and I can I can ask my child like well, whose phone number is whose, and then I can add a name to the phone numbers, and then it'll show you sequentially who the phone numbers they are that they're calling and talking to and texting the same way. So if you see some unknown phone number on there that you don't know who that is well, and zip it's code repeated or at um, one in the morning calls, yeah, at the time of day and stuff, you might want to take your kid's phone and figure out what's going on. Yeah, that's great information. But I think, but again, we're getting our children used to devices. devices. Yeah, and I see even what you're a walkie-talkie is a device. So is, right? a, so is a gab phone. And yep. we're tethered to our children and they, they see no independence that we trust them. 
Um, now that's a young age to be trustful, but like with my son, you know, I have him on 360, but it's not because I check him. It's just that in case there's an emergency or sometimes he leaves and he doesn't tell me where he's at. And I'm like, oh, okay, I don't, I don't check him that much. But like he was gone this weekend out of town, like out of state to a Pittsburgh Steelers oh, game. Oh, jeez. So I just was making sure, you know, okay, you're back there. Okay, you'll be home in like an hour. And One of the it. recommendations I made to um, my older boy, he was a big time gamer back in the day, and he would befriend people on Xbox Live and they would share telephone numbers. And he's like, yeah, I'm talking to this little girl in, in Las Vegas. I'm I'm like, Sophia, how do you know? Mm-hmm. So oh. I said, you know, there are apps that you can get that you can actually talk to that person and see their face and talk to them and have a conversation. Really? And well, Skype and make sure that's truly another child that you're talking about and not some pervert. Named uh, Bjorn living in another yeah, country. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And heck, you can even type a Google phone. You can put that phone number into a Google and it usually tells you who the phone number comes back yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you, if yeah, you, that's a good a, point too. That's a an parent, easy step. Yeah. Like I said, we should know who our children are going with. We should know who their friends are, get the number of their parents, you know, and that's what it comes down to, right? Just getting back to good old fashioned parenting with your, parent, with your kids. Yeah. Let them know you care <laughs> really quick. Uh, we've got like 30 seconds. The websites, one more time, NECMAC, or what is that for? Because I know there's a lot of great resources so, there um, in general. Yeah, if you go to NECMEC, N-C-M-E-C dot org, and start um, researching some of the literature that they have on there for talking with your children about online predators, that type of thing. There's takeitdown.necmec.org, dot org, and that's to remove images or videos of children. And then the stopncii.org which is the stop non-consensual non-consensual intimate, intimate images uh, and that's for the adults. You can always visit the Indiana ICAC website as well for those links. Yeah, and this and is not the Fort meant, Wayne PD website for those links. Yeah, and this is not meant to scare anyone, but this is to make you aware. Yeah, yep. and I think at the end of the day too, Sophia, I mean A yes awareness, B it goes back to I want to echo what you said too with our local elections. I mean, I know this is on the radar of a lot of our, our, our representatives right now at the state house in Indianapolis, uh, but I just feel like it's so important that we are aware of this so we know who and what we're voting for, when we're voting for it, and because ask this them should questions. be and ask them questions about it. Make sure they're asking questions about it. Make sure they're on the same page you are. This is just to me how important I think this is as we are going to start to be hopefully more proactive than reactive. We'll see to, to the rise of artificial intelligence, particularly how it impacts our kids. If you have missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, you can download the Unholstered podcast anywhere you download a podcast. Your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search Unholstered. Podcasts by Federated Media.